This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Daily, SI's daily NBA podcast. I'm your host, Rohan Notkerny, and today on the show, we're talking about the Nuggets' Game 3 win over the Lakers. Is Jamal Murray now one of the top point guards in the league? How concerned should the Lakers be about their half-court offense? And what should we expect in Game 4? Joining me will be CNN's Omar Jimenez. Let's start the show. All right. Joining us now on Crossover Daily is an alum of Northwestern University where he was my classmate. Uh, you may know him as a national correspondent for C CNN. I know him as OJ the Juice Man, OJ Tropicana, OJ Trop. Please welcome to Crossover Daily my old pal Omar Jimenez. Omar, how's it going, man? What's up, man? Wow, that was one of the best intros I've gotten in a long time. So let's save that one, please. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, the best thing I do in the world is introductions. I'm not that mm, good of a writer, not really that good at podcasts, but introductions, I, I think I, I got something going on there. I love it. I love it. So Omar, in my research for this podcast, aka the mm -hmm. last five minutes before we went on, it's I, the best time to research. I discovered that you now have a Wikipedia page, which was such a glow up. That's the, the ultimate, <laughs> just the ultimate sign of arrival. That someone went out of their way to make a Wikipedia page. What, what's it like? How often do you read it? Have you considered editing it yourself? Dude, I was just as shocked as you were, like <laughs> pulling up Google because, I mean, you know, I do Google myself. Full disclosure, everyone's oh, yeah. not. I Google myself yeah, see what, all the time. See Come what's on, out son. there. You know, yeah, see what people are saying. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like a, a full Wikipedia page popped up with my height listed, where I went to school, my parents' <laughs> names. Oh, wow. And I clicked into it and there are paragraphs. So of course I was reading through to see like, oh, is this actually accurate? 
And it was literally down to who's influenced my music, down to Childish Gambino. So, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty surreal. Whoever started that, nice job. There we go. If you haven't checked out Omar's music, I, I promise you it's worth it. And I'm not just <laughs> saying that because I'm desperately trying to get into one of his music videos. <laughs> I think that it'd be worth your time. All right. Well, Omar right here, or right now rather, is here to talk about basketball. And we had a, oh, yeah. a great game between the Nuggets and the Lakers tonight. The Nuggets finally getting the win column in the Western Conference Finals, staving off a huge Lakers comeback in the fourth quarter. Omar, I want to start here because we talk about the Lakers enough throughout the season, uh, throughout the series. And I've been like half jokingly, but I think now like 75% seriously, more realistically, mm-hmm. just so high on the Nuggets. No pun intended. I love this team. Yeah. I-, I love what they've come to represent over the last three years in the NBA, just homegrown from the start. And I feel like Murray and Jokic have really taken leaps during the playoffs. Uh, Jokic, I think, starting last year has really started to boost his legacy. I want to ask you this question. Yeah. Jamal Murray right now is the ex best point guard in the NBA. Dude, Jamal Murray is actually, you know what? Uh, let me start with last year with okay. Jamal Murray okay. because I, okay. because I feel like I haven't been paying attention to him in the way I should have been mm-hmm. even coming from his college days. And, um, th- there was a game earlier this year in the regular season, back when we were in arenas and I, I'm forgetting the team they were playing, but he went up for an insane dunk <laughs> that was called a charge, but he, but he nailed the dunk. So the reaction was still there. And that made me go, wait, uh, Jamal Murray, I, uh, why haven't I been paying attention to this guy? <laughs> and then of course you couldn't avoid him this, pl- these playoffs. And so now when I look at Jamal Murray, I see, an unbelievably smooth player who, I mean, the dagger shot he hit in the game tonight was a mini step back three pointer from maybe six or seven feet from behind. And, the and, he, was gassed, and he was, and gassed. he was, and he was, no, of course, of course. I mean, they've played two straight game sevens mm-hmm. and they're coming into this series. Um, and so when I look at Jamal Murray, now I see a lot more potential and future, even to potential superstardom than I, admittedly was paying attention to prior to this headed into next season. I'm putting you right on the spot. You're going to hate this next question. I don't care. Let's do it. Let's get it on the record. Headed into next season. Who do you want on your team? Jamal Murray or Kyrie Irving heading into next season? Um, that's a really good question. Is, am I, am I building, is this a team in a vacuum or am I starting a team around these people? You're starting a team around these people. That's a good, at this stage, at this stage in their career. Yes. Um, I think, I think I would still want Kyrie Irving, Wow, wow! but, 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 um, in a year, in a, in a year or two, I feel like I would lean more Jamal Murray because Jamal is mm-hmm. showing me the sparks of becoming that next, you know, that next sort of, of course. uh, the next tier of player Kyrie's shown it to me, but he hasn't played in a while. So right. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, for now. I respect that. And obviously Kyrie has had those playoff moments. Here's what I'll yeah. say about Jamal before I get too carried away, before I anoint him, because <laughs> I know I get carried away about the Nuggets. He has to show it over a full regular season, this level yeah. of attention, uh, this yeah. level of commitment. And, you know, I there's always the talk about his defense. I, I like him. Like he competes one-on-one. Like he'll, he'll guard LeBron if he has to. He mm-hmm. has to show it for a full regular season. But what he's done in these playoffs, the fearlessness – it says a lot about these guys that they knocked off a team like the Clippers. And I think for the last yeah. six quarters in this series, they've been the better team than the Lakers. I'm not saying that means they're better overall or that LA won't win this series, but you know, they've given the Lakers a run for their money. Like no other team has so far. 
this postseason. And I'm just, I'm really, really impressed with Murray. I want to get your opinion on this because you're obviously a huge fan of basketball. I know you're close to the game. You're not a casual fan. At the same time, you have a little bit of a different perspective than me as someone who is maybe sometimes a little too close. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about a team like the Nuggets? Like, uh, would you do you root for them in a situation like this when they're going up against a legendary player like LeBron or are they just a fun story for you? I, I wonder how people maybe one half step removed from the game feel about a team like this making the run they are in the postseason. So uh, I think I think this actually ties into the mentality, you know, that the Nuggets have said of, you know, you need to show us some damn respect mm-hmm. because I think I was going into this even I think still have this mentality a little bit of like, oh, wow, this is this is this is a fun team. This is a team that can make some noise This is a team that plays, you know, that doesn't quite have the standout superstar like LeBron, but can spread the wealth a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you know, can go through Murray, Jokic or um, or anybody else. And so I, I actually think as I'm pondering on it a little bit more now, mm-hmm. you know who you know who I make comparisons to? And I'm going to bring out my Atlanta bias a little there bit now. There we go. There we and go. It, and it might just be because Paul Millsap is on the scene, but it <laughs> reminds me a little bit of the of the 2016 Atlanta Hawks when they went okay. to the Eastern Conference Finals. It was like everybody was kind of a threat, and they played very cohesive basketball. And of course, there were some people that had better games than others, right. but it was a lot of ball movement. It was a lot of keeping people on their toes and that team faced LeBron in the Eastern conference Mm -hmm. finals at the time and got swept. All right. Sad, very sad (laughs) for us. Um, But this team seems to have a little bit more to challenge them in a way that um, Jokic and Murray, I think are just a step up from anyone. Those Hawks teams has, and that's not to denigrate those Hawks teams. No, no, it's right. That's right. Um, I want to talk about the Lakers a little bit now. I don't think that they're worried. I, I'm at the same time they have been, I think, outplayed for majority of the last six quarters in this series. It's funny. I felt like tonight was the their role players played the kind of game I expected them to have more often in these playoffs. Yeah. You know, it kind of felt like Rondo, I mean, he had a great fourth quarter, great defensive energy, maybe got away with a couple fouls, but was killing it on the top of that zone. But that's not a great shooting team. What I'm curious, you know, something that I've talked about a lot is the Lakers half-court offense just just doesn't look completely right in close games. What did you did you like what you saw from them at the end of the game tonight? Do you think that was just fatigue? Do you think they were just tired from the comeback or or do you see that as maybe a little bit of a weakness like hey, in these tight games and it, do you need a bucket in the half court? Do you think they can generate the looks they want? So this is now the second game in a row that this has happened, right? Mm-hmm. So at uh, um, at the end of the previous game, obviously the Nuggets were down a lot and they came back and it was a tight game in the end, but they they gave the ball to LeBron on multiple occasions to sort of be like, all right, you know, we're up eight. Let's, let's mm-hmm. close this out. And then there were a few turnovers or, or missed shots uh, in a row there. All of a sudden it was, you're up four. And then of course it ends in the Anthony Davis shot, but that was really a bailout shot. Yeah. Broken play. End. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of what had been a lot of bad possessions in a row, even though Davis was getting the ball uh, in the hoop and you kind of saw a little bit of that again tonight, they did the hard work of erasing that, that 20 point lead at one point and getting it, you know, down to, to three, I believe it was at, at one point. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right, now what? And <laughs> right. they didn't seem to answer that question again for now a second game in a row. So on your question of whether that's concerning or not, I think, yeah, at this point, 
I would at least, if I'm a coach or, or if I'm a player, I'd be looking at that and say, what is going wrong here? Because if we're going to be a finals contender and a potential champion this year, we got to figure out how to close out games consistently. Um, and it's clearly something, at least over these past two games, that, that they're trying to figure out. Right. I could not agree more. You know, their offense looks a lot different when they're not getting those runaway dunks. Yeah. And okay, real quick, before we continue, I, I've been meaning to do this for a long time. Uh, Chris Lindsay is our producer on this podcast. He has a great job staying up late on the East Coast, but I actually want to embarrass him tonight because with a few <laughs> minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, Chris had the audacity to tweet, not that this game is over, but that this series is over. Chris, I, I want you to just explain yourself <laughs> right now. How dare you, after all the Nuggets have done this postseason, you you come attack them like that? Please explain yourself. Well. <laughs> Not a great start. Not a great start. <laughs> well, okay. So, first of all, like I said, I wanted to, you know, tell the dark secret that I'm actually a Celtics fan. <laughs> um, so, in the fourth quarter, when they were going on that, 19 to 2 run it just kind of reminded me of what lebron has always done and like you were saying <laughs> they didn't really get it done in the half court when it really mattered the most i still believe that this series is over although that it did not win this game it'll just take another game or two <laughs> okay wow just another game for you. well let me let me go back to you omar and on that then do you how much of a chance are you giving the nuggets in this series based on what you've seen far? Because a lot of people are saying this is LeBron's easiest path to the finals ever. Yeah. He's just licking his lips, hanging back, waiting to hoist another trophy. Do you do you feel like it's an easy path, or do you see the Nuggets putting up a fight as we move forward? So I, I, I always thought from the beginning this would be a six-game series. That, that was that was my prediction. Um, okay. I wish I had tweeted it out somewhere, and but but I'm telling you now, and you got to believe me. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but I will say that this game felt like a wake-up game on both sides. For the Nuggets, it was a wake-up game like, oh, you know what? We can play with these guys. I don't know, with all the hype that's coming in, we can give these guys a run for their money. And uh, as Mike Ballone says, we believe. They believe that they can beat the Lakers, and that's the mentality that you have to have, even if the world doesn't think you can. And then it's a wake-up game for the Lakers, just for the points that you just made, that oh, this is an easy path for LeBron. Oh, he's just going to waltz into the finals. Well, hold on just a minute. Here's <laughs> this team that really, as you said, has outplayed them for multiple quarters in a row across two games. They escaped the previous game. Even though they clawed their way back in this one, they really didn't look good over the course of tonight. So many turnovers. And the, again, the margin was wide for most of the game. So I, I think that path, that mentality of, oh, I'm just going to waltz into the finals has to be erased after this game. And remember that this is still the NBA. These are still the best players in the world. Anything can happen. And if you want to get that fourth championship, if you're LeBron or that first one for Anthony Davis, you're actually going to have to earn it. One question that I think is, it pops up every now and then is the quote unquote, you know, legitimacy of this title run. And I think a lot of people have pushed yeah. back against that. You know, the bubble is hard. I, the mental struggle of it is real. You know, you talk to players, just anyone who's there, they tell you, like, this is not easy, <laughs> you know, going through this every day. And once again, I feel like I'm I'm denigrating you when I describe you as a fan because you're much more than that. Like, you, you know basketball. I know how much you're watching. But again, as someone who's, you know, a viewer as opposed to someone who covers the sport for a living, 
are you how have you enjoyed this experience like does it does it feel vastly different to you or or do you get caught up in the games the same way you would during any other normal playoff run so what's weird is i've gotten caught up in the games yeah. as much as any other playoff run and i didn't think it would happen i think all of us had that weird moment when the bubble games started as like Whoa, this is kind of weird there's are we comfortable fans. with this yeah like are we comfortable with pumping and noise all mm-hmm. that stuff um but now that you know that we're, now that we're months into it at this point um it feels very normal now regarding whether this championship will be you know viewed lesser or with an asterisk i i'm i'm piggybacking off of other takes around the time mm-hmm. that i agree with that the asterisk is that i do think this is more difficult um yeah. because i think the the previous things that you'd grown up playing basketball with the hype from the crowds from high school college and into the nba the energy that people no doubt feed on to get them to that next level is now completely gone it now comes down to you and the other five guys that are across that half court from you and may the best team win and you're away from family which may be your morale sort of support whenever you have a bad game or whatever that's out the window Mm -hmm. and all of the normal things that you used to be able to rely on are gone. So now you have to come up with a different way to get yourself across the finish line. And I constantly am thinking about that, even though, you know, they're able to bring some family and, and loved ones mm-hmm. in at this stage of the playoffs. It, it's just a different world. Here's my argument and why I think that in a weird way, this is going to give us the best representation of a playoffs. Mm. This is going to sound a, a little nutty, but if you think about it, there are no fans, there are no distractions. You're playing on the same court every night. You're staying in the same place. There's no travel. In yeah. a weird way, if you wanted to create a scientific experiment to find out <laughs> who the best basketball team is, this is what you'd do. You'd get rid of all the other variables yeah. and you'd, you'd basically put them in the exact same situation. Like there is no altitude. There is no crowd noise. There is no XYZ person asking for tickets in, in the way they would. You know, it, it is the fact yeah. that I think it is so hyper-focused. And, you know, some people say no home court, you know, hurts the teams that earned it during the regular season. Well, I kind of want to see what teams do on a neutral court in a way that's more exciting to me. Like, prove how good you are. Show me that the, the fans actually don't make a difference. So that that's actually my argument. In a weird way, I think it's almost a better representation of who the championship teams are. I like the scientific experiment. Right? metaphor because i think go. adam silver has Dr. referred Rowe. to it as an experiment <laughs> right at one point and i mean it, it's been super fun to watch um a couple more things i want to get to real quick one basketball related one maybe not so basketball related how do you see game four playing out between the celtics or the celtics the lakers and the nuggets <laughs> do you see uh do you see the series going 2-2? Do you see, you know, the Lakers had a little bit of success with the zone in the fourth quarter. Do you see that popping up? Is, is there any kind of adjustment or new thing you are hoping to see in game four? I think I think the Lakers will come out strong in game four. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're making decisions here, I think the Lakers will win game four. Okay. Um, but... Uh, and and that's and partly part of that I think is because of of what we've been talking about. If if we've noticed it, you got to think Frank Vogel and the staff there have right. noticed it too uh, about how they've been outplayed and again across two games, multiple quarters in a row, um, about their difficulty scoring in the final few minutes of the game and how that's impacted the final result. Where, I mean, we saw how they went either way. You get to the final moments and it's a close game. You could end in a game winner or you could then you know, 
lose by 10. Um, and so I, you'd have to hope that they are looking at those those factors as points of concern and that they're going to come out and try to correct some of those points, knowing that with a team like Denver, if you give them an inch, they're going to take it a mile. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to give a team like that momentum. So if I'm LA, you have to realize the stakes of this next game that in some ways you have a chance to define the series, even though I guess the Nuggets have come back from two, right. three, one deficits right. in a row. Um, but uh, but as the Lakers, again, you have to treat this next game like the series is on the line because I, I think if you let it get to 2-2, you're playing with a lot of fire there. For sure. I'm really curious to see how the Lakers respond. I, I've been saying I just want to see an, an opponent of theirs really force them uh, in a half-court game and without yeah. a you know crazy defense like the Rockets or an unconventional defense like the Rockets, I should say. So I'm really curious if Denver can again get them to, to play that, that kind of tight half court more classic style of a playoff game in these fourth quarters and and if the lakers can succeed that way now omar i've been meaning to ask food questions on this podcast but we just we we get so wrapped up in the basketball content (laughs) that we don't always get time to do it but you'd be a great guest uh i think to hit this question with now for as long as i've known you you've been someone who i I think likes to frequent chick-fil-a i mean they make great sandwiches no one here is disputing that (laughs) <laughs> I'm curious though. We've seen a lot of contenders in the spicy chicken game lately. Oh, here you know, we McDonald's go. Here we has go. got it now. Popeye's yeah. has got it now. Uh, Burger King's got the spicy nuggets. Wendy's has always had one. Is there still a clear cut number one for you? Or are you starting to feel the walls close in a little bit on your, you know, precious Atlanta favorite? No, I no. First of all, the walls are not closing it. Uh, <laughs> second of all, um, I, I I do still I I do still view that Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich as the uh, or spicy chicken biscuits, whatever okay. time of day you're you're choosing as the num- <laughs> as the number one seed. Now, I think there are a lot of contenders, a lot of people out there, but when you look at consistency over the course of years, when you talk about just the amount of times I've been there and <laughs> the amount of joy it's brought me personally, um, I do think, and just the presentation, it's just a clean mm-hmm. presentation mm-hmm. Um, that I think it stands out above the rest. And we got a number one seed. People have made some noise, but they haven't knocked off the champ. <laughs> Well said, Omar. Well, you are a champ for staying up late uh, and doing this podcast with us. This was so much fun. You have an open invite to come on uh, whenever you want, man. It was so much fun talking hoops with you. Again, I know you guys have probably, if you've watched the news at any point in the last six months, you've probably seen Omar on your TV. Go to yourself. Give his music a listen. Follow him on Twitter. Omar, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. Dude, yeah. Thanks for having me. And let's do this again. Uh, let's Let's see what happens with these playoffs. It's been a fun one to watch. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.